Welcome, everybody. Great to see all of you who are inside. Nice to see those folks that are outside as well. I think we've maybe got them coming up on the screen or not. Hey, welcome to all those that are online. Thank you. Nice delay. You guys look good out there. Nice weather out there. Hey, um, it's a special day. We are celebrating our seniors that are graduating from high school and, and moving on. And, and lots of them were um, up, up here as part of the worship team. And we're really blessed and gifted with them. Um, what a special talent they have. Um, and we're also blessed and, and gifted with Bishop Sam here from Rwanda. So um, I am thankful. Sam lives where the mountain gorillas live. So uh, if you ever want to go visit him, you should plan an extra little trip and you can go uh, visit the mountain gorillas. And that's a special thing. I have never been able to do that, um, mainly because I'm too cheap. <laughs> but uh, it's a great experience. Um, known Sam pretty much for just close to 18 years. He's married to Jackie. They have three girls, and it's been fun just knowing each other that long. We've seen your children born, and they're, they're growing, and um, it's just special when you have that kind of relationship, even though you may be separated by many, many miles, and uh, that's part of the blessing of being part of one church that is a global church, and that is, uh, you know, just a unified church as well. So let me pray for Sam, and then I'm going to hand it over to him. So, Lord, I thank you for, for Sam. I thank you for his friendship. Um, thank you for the great brother that he is. And, and, again, I just pray blessings on him and Jackie and the girls and, and just their ministry, too. It's such a testimony to your faithfulness. I thank you for all that you've done in them and through them. And, and uh, again, we're honored that he is a part of us. We're a part of him. Thank you for um, just his gifts, his talents, his humility. Thanks for his joy that is just contagious. And I just pray a special blessing and anointing upon him right now as he, he uh, delivers your word. And, and I just pray that we'd have open hearts and open minds to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I bring greetings to you from my wife, Jackie, and our three daughters, Iris, who is 17, and Ines, who is 13 and Ingrid, who is eight. I know they really wanted to be here, but they need to do school. And maybe one day we'll be here together. I also bring greetings from my church and my diocese. We live right up in the mountains, just like you mentioned it. We have gorillas in our backyard. Not really the backyard, a bit far from there. And it's a beautiful place. It's a volcanic area. And many people, we have many churches that the Lord has given us to take care of. It is an honor to always come here, and I appreciate the partnership and the ministry we've done together uh, for the years, and, and the way the Lord opens the church for us to be a family. And you have brothers of all colors, like Scott and tall and big, and still my brother. So it is really a joy to be here, and I, uh, I really thank all of you for the warm welcome. I would like to share with you from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 14. I know you've been going through a series, and I really felt I should share this because it's also a message that we are looking at back home. 
We are preparing a big convention, and our theme will be John 14, 6. And it's a good reminder that no matter what, we have a Savior, and our salvation is from Him and Him alone. I know you've been uh, sharing on Jesus and the encounters that the disciples had with Him. Uh, I like it because as the disciples kept talking to Jesus, we see they were asking questions, and I think these questions we all would like to ask. And here, when you read the gospel according to St. John chapter 14, it says, let your heart not be troubled. Believe in God and believe in also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and I'll take you to myself. That where I am, you may also be, and you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. It is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you for so long, and you, you do not know me? Philip, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. When you read the Bible, you realize that the disciples had so many questions. You also realize that many people, even after walking with Jesus for a long time, they still didn't understand who Jesus was. Even after all the miracles he did, you realize they thought maybe this was the last one. Maybe this one was another trick. Maybe this one was something that we didn't really understand, but we will know it. And it was also hard for them to believe that the Lord, God, would be born amongst them. I also feel sorry for his brothers because they could not believe that his brothers, one of the brothers would be the Almighty, the Prince of Peace. The challenge we see here is the same challenge we have today. We have many questions. And sometimes we feel we have the right to ask. But I would like to tell you in brief that the Lord is not here to be asked. The Lord is here to be worshipped and glorified. The Lord is not just one of us. He is the Almighty who was, who is, and who will be. When you discover that, when you know him in that way, you do two things. You trust him and you obey him, period. But when you don't, you keep asking and asking 
and even ask questions that you don't really need the answers for. And these are some of the questions we see the disciples asking. But the Lord is so good and so kind, and he keeps answering them. And one of the things he tells them is that, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. In other words, he's saying, you have nothing else. You have no alternative. I am everything. In me is everything. And today, I think that's what we need to know, that the Lord is everything, and he is all that we have. I was sharing with others earlier on that we have a world where there are many options that have come and so many choices have come into place. And sometimes we get distracted by the choices and we don't know what to do. And remember that the, the more you delay in the choices, sometimes you fail to make the right decisions. I just had some of your students graduated, but... The children who are going to make a decision on what they want are going to go faster. And those who are going to hang around waiting, because the choices are so many, sometimes time runs out. I'd like to share a short testimony as, uh, as one of you and as somebody who has traveled this journey of faith. When I was young, I really wanted to be an engineer. I just love machines. When I hear a machine, I just love the way it sounds because I know what is happening inside there. And I love the brains behind these machines. But I think the Lord had another plan. And he took me on another journey. But the way he did it was just after... I came to my country, uh, Rwanda, after the genocide. My parents had been refugees. I felt that discomfort. I felt a pain in me. I was asking the Lord, Lord, how could you do this in our country? How could a genocide happen in a country like this? I lost many people. I was like, Lord, why? Why would this happen? Sometimes it really... We have to go through those questions, wrestle with the Lord, talk to the Lord, and then he will answer us. There must be a process you go through. Sometimes it's not comfortable, but it's not meant to be uncomfortable forever. But you need somebody to walk along and tell you, my brother, my sister, this is the way. I don't know if you've been to a place for the first time and you're like, do I enter here or enter there? The same is our Christian life. You need somebody to say, this side, this way. I had an opportunity. I had friends who said, Samuel, I think the Lord is calling you this way. And I obediently stepped in with faith. And that is 27 years ago. And here I am in ministry. Sometimes the opportunity is right there, but the obedience is not there, and the faith in the one talking to you is not there, and you get lost. 
when the disciples were talking to Jesus, whatever he said, some of them believed that some of them were like, are you sure? You know? Don't you have that sometimes? Thomas, well, I need to see. I need to touch. But my brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that not everything is seen and not everything is touched. Especially when we come into spiritual matters. We trust and obey and the Lord graciously leads us. Sometimes I know people want to say, can you prove? Can you tell me? I've heard about a very wise boy who said, I only believe things I see. And they told him, do you have a brain? He said, yes, we don't see it. It's there. But we show it to us. I can't show you, but I have it. There are things that the Lord has put for us to step in by faith. And that faith is through believing into him. It's taking that step by faith that has brought us to where we are. And when you come to know the Lord, the Lord transforms you through his Holy Spirit. After all these questions, the disciples gather in this room that was borrowed and Jesus walks in through the walls and when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they knew what they were going to do. My brothers and sisters, when the Lord fills us with the Holy Spirit, we serve him, we serve him alone. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how many choices you have. I don't know how many questions you have. But I want to tell you, it's not about God. We don't ask God questions. We don't interrogate him. He's not our equal. We obey him and we trust him and he leads us. We just mentioned, we just said Psalm 23. He leads us still waters. He is the best shepherd we ever had. And the secret that I got that I will testify to you is that when I became a Christian and accepted to serve the Lord, I, had, I have that peace, that contentment, that feeling that I know where I'm going. Amen? You know, sometimes you're like, yeah, yes, I'm doing very well, but you're not happy. Yes, yes, I know where I'm going, but really you don't know where you're going. But when the Lord comes along with you, even when the, Lord, the, the road looks blocked, you say, I know there is something he's going to do. Something is coming up. We've seen many challenges because of COVID, and, but one thing that keeps me going is to know, Lord, this is your work. Can you lead me? Lord, I give you this day, and I'm looking forward to what you're going to do. Sometimes we are so stressed up trying to solve all the world's problems like, like you, you, you've been given the world to run. Just hand it over to the Lord and the Lord will do it. I get amazed by some people in the Bible and I ask myself all sorts of questions. There's this lady in the Bible you've all read about been, she had been sick for so long, and she just sat there and said, if I see the Lord, 
I'll just go and touch on him. Now, do you think we just need to touch on him? She didn't care about the protocol. She didn't care about the guys going with him. She didn't say, I need a microphone. She just said, all I need is just to touch on his cloth. That is enough. My brother, that's how, my brothers and sisters, that's how simple life is. Just seek him and touch him and he will direct your path. I think after the lady touched on Jesus, it was like, it's finished. That's all I need. I know he has the power. I know he will heal me. And indeed, he did it. Sometimes we've been delayed by the options that are before us. We've been distracted by the things we see before us. I think the disciples also had their own issues, like all of us. How do we, how do we know if this is the real guy? Am I going to be the next one? When he says he's going, is he leaving me everything? Are we going with him? You know all these things. I think as you grow older, you even have more questions. I used to have very few questions when I was young, but these days I seem to have so many questions. But I remember that I'm not in charge, and then I calm down. Do you have many questions? Please remember you're here for a short time. But we are going to live with the Lord forever. Let your question be, Lord, what can I do? Because I'm here for a short time. There's somebody who made me laugh and said, when you go to a train station, when you go to a bus station, you are going through. If you're going to stay there, unless if you're homeless or you're street kid or you're lost or you're crazy, but everybody's going through. We are going through here. Nobody is permanent. And it is so amazing that the longer we stay here, the more we realize that time is running. I don't know if you guys know it, but Christmas used to be like three years away, and these days it's like six months in the corner. What does that mean? We are here for a moment, and we are here for a purpose. And what is that purpose? That is to glorify God, to serve him. We've been given, and we give. You cannot live without giving what the Lord has given you. That hope, that message, that word that brings life. And what I like about Jesus is that he's telling you, don't be troubled. Let your hearts not be troubled. Just trust in me. Yesterday, somebody drove me here. I didn't have to see the road. I didn't have to make the exits. I didn't have to... I just trusted him. That's Scott. He was driving me here. Well, I hope he knows his house. So he never asks him. It could be so crazy if I was coming with Scott and I'm saying, no, 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 make this turn. Are you sure we are going to your house? Are you sure we stop here? I think he would be offended. I don't know how God feels when we are like, are you sure? This is what you want me to do? It's like, I know you. I brought you. And now all of a sudden we become experts. Oh, I'm an expert. Expert in what? You don't even know where you are. 
you don't know when you came, you don't know when you're going, and you are an expert. I think this is what the disciples were trying to do. Okay, so tell us where you're going. Okay, tell us now, should we believe in you or the Father? And he just looks at them and is like, don't be troubled. Just believe in me. Just the other, like the other lady, just touch on him, period. And things will happen. The word of God is very clear, but sometimes we are so distracted and we forget that we are here for a period. Believe in me, believe also in my Father. Faith is the power that connects us as natural beings to the supernatural, to see things happening, to see things before they even come in place. It gives us that peace, it gives us that purpose, and connects us to what the Lord wants us to do. The Lord is here, and the Lord is calling you. I know some people think they can run away. You cannot run away from, from your creator. You must perform what he has brought you to perform. I've seen you, most of you have come with cars. When a car is made, it's supposed to work like a car. If a car can't leave your garage, can't leave your compound, I don't know why you would even own it. We are not just here to be flowers. We are here to be used for God's glory. We are here to be a blessing to each other. But it's very easy to say, oh, they are not serving me. Oh, they are not doing this. What are you doing? The rivers and the lakes that receive water and give water are the rivers that have life. The rivers that receive water and they don't release water, those are dead ponds. There's no life in them. The Lord has given us his son, has given us the Holy Spirit, that we may also be able to give. When we don't, that we don't exist. The Lord gave and we received, and we also have to give. The same to the disciples. When he found them, they were scared. They were guilty. They had run away. They had denied him. And just says, peace be with you. He didn't say it once. He says it three times. I know you guys are good, but I don't know what you would do for us if we nailed you on the cross, spit at you, beat you up, and now you come back with authority in heaven and on earth. What would you do to us? Well, at least I'll kick you a bit or do something. But, but that's not what Jesus does. He says, peace be with you. He doesn't say it once. He says it three times. That's the Lord we believe. That's how loving he is. That's the one saying, come, don't fear. Believe in me and believe also in my Father. And this is what makes us who we are. It's not the theology we know. It's not how much you have. It's not being the expert, but it is the belief. Just believe in him. Let him take you. The other challenge we have is the obedience. We, we just are naturally rebellious. I don't want to. I don't know if some of you have these small kids. 
I just don't know what's wrong with kids. When you say, come here, they go there. When you say, don't sit, then they, they, they just sit. Whatever you say you don't want is what they do. But this is the small version of us, and sometimes we grow into that. On the road, they say the speed limit is 55 and you want to go 80. Well, I'm glad there is payment for that. And when you pay it, you know. The Lord is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You have no other option. I like it when there are no choices because I don't have to think. I just go. I know we all want choices, but sometimes it's good that we have him and him alone. So today, I don't know what you believe. I don't know what you're deciding, but I want to remind you that my brother, my sister, please just go for him and he will change your life. And when we read in Matthew 28, 19 to 20, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. My brothers and sisters, obedience is a very, very big part of our future and of our present. A child who's disobedient, I guarantee you, the future is very, very dim for such a child. But that disobedience also comes into us as grown-ups. Sometimes we're like, I don't need to do that. I can do my own things. But you cannot do that. Yes, you may, but in the end, you realize you didn't do it. It didn't make any sense. When you read Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it reminds us, Paul reminds us, walk in the Spirit. That's the only way to survive the flesh. There is a desire that the flesh has. There is a craving that the flesh has to, to do what you want. But that's not what the Lord is saying to us. We must come to Him in obedience and He will guide us. Today, I call upon you, my brothers and sisters, to believe in the Lord. Let him lead you by his Holy Spirit because you're not just here. You are here for a purpose. And that purpose is to glorify him. And as you glorify him, you go out to others. I don't know what your family needs. I don't know what your community needs, but you could be one of the answers to the questions people are asking. Until you take that step of faith and believe in him and remember that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Life begins there. We have no other option and we have nobody else and nobody else to run to. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your love. We would be nothing, we would be nowhere without you. But you have loved us. You gave us your son, Jesus Christ, that we who are nothing may be your children. We who are nowhere will be where you are. We who do not belong anywhere 
you would have a family. I pray the Lord you will bring this church, you bring all the members to know you and serve you in a new way, in a way that they've never done it. Lord, as we continue to ask the questions, help us to come out through that to appreciate who you are and thank you for what you have been to us so that we may discover what you want us to be. We pray all this in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you.